Well, I appreciate you guys, the community members, for being here today and supporting Chris and just being part of the group, being part of the conversation, because that's what the group is, right? The group is a conversation where we're sharing insights, stories, silver linings, ideas, and, and topics that empower entrepreneurs and empower community members to feel more connected, to feel capable. I mean, that is a big deal to feel capable. So I'm so excited for you guys to be here today. And I am excited to introduce, you know, Chris Borja. He is our, he's our speaker today. He's our guest. Um, he has an amazing background. He's an award-winning speaker and a trainer. He has a massive community that is engaged and, and just always working to support each other. And it wasn't always like that. So I'm excited for, for Chris to share his transition from being a shy guy to being a power connector and what that means to him. And Chris, before we have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your backstory, I'd love to have the members that are on the call today introduce themselves so that you know who's here to support you and, and uh, they can feel empowered to continue to share your story. So I will go first. My name is Adam Griggs. I'm the co-founder of Clarify, which is a software company, and I am your host and moderator today. I will turn it over to Patty. You want to introduce yourself, Patty? Sure. So I'm Patty Farmer, and I'm a marketing and media strategist, speaker, and magazine publisher. And um, I help people make their marketing profitable, not painful. Love it. Rachel, how about you? Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel McCool with GoDaddy. Um, I manage community experiences, so meaning things like this, get-togethers, um, with the objective of, of helping our customers to, to learn and grow their businesses. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm also on the GoDaddy team. Uh, I work on the uh, brand social media team, um, specifically in engagement. So everything from talking to people and then building response guides for how we engage online and, and stuff like that. Uh, and then I've in the past year, I've been working very closely with Rachel and Adam and helping to build out our communities on LinkedIn and eventually other places as well. And I'm super happy to be here today. Thank you so much, Chris. I can't wait to hear this. Chris, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, an introduction to who you are, where you're located and what you do? Yeah, cool. Originally from Southern California, lived in Vegas for several years and I've made Columbus, Ohio my home for the last 12 years. And as uh, Adam had shared a little bit earlier, I was really uh, more of a shy introvert for most of my life until I was about 37 years old. So it was really just a little over 10 years that I came out of my shell and uh, learned how to just uh, get out there into the marketplace and stop hiding and stop uh, you know, avoiding situations that we oftentimes do uh, when we feel un uncomfortable. No, I love it. I mean, 37 to pick that point in your life to transition. That's, that's cool. That's empowering, right? Because for most of us, we're halfway through our careers at that point. And I love that your approach to this is more of a humble background. I mean, you're a shy guy and I, I've known you for quite a while and watching you operate just as a coach in general, we'll start there as a coach is disarming. I mean, you do it in such a way that people don't feel like they're being talked to or talked at, they're, they're being taught and taken step by step. So tell us a little bit about what it means for you as a coach. And then maybe we can talk about how you transitioned that into building your communities over at Connected. Yeah, so as far as coaching, it's something that I think most of us have some kind of coaching built into them anyway. If you've ever had a friend come to you and ask you for advice, 
uh, that's really what coaching is helping people through different situations. And oftentimes a lot easier when it's not you that's in the situation to see things a little bit clearer. So from a coach standpoint, and especially for myself coming from that background where I'm not, I'm not naturally extroverted outgoing. And so I don't assume that. So for example, if somebody's just naturally an athlete and they're good at, let's say basketball, they could just shoot the ball and it just goes in every time. Uh, it might be a little bit more challenging for them to coach potentially because they didn't experience the hardship that many of us have gone through. So when we go through these challenges and hardships, we, we approach it from a different aspect. So using that basketball analogy, if, if I had no basketball skills, but somebody taught me the mechanics of basketball, how to, how to uh, position my feet and how to hold the ball and, and how to space the fingers and how to fall through, like what to focus on. And if I follow each of those steps and become a master of those steps, uh, then it, it allows me to be able to help somebody else do the same steps that I did. And oftentimes that's where we find ourselves in the business world is the things that we've been through. Sometimes people don't realize how much they've been through and how much they can help others. Uh, for me, I'm very aware because I wouldn't be out here doing this. I would have like, like literally, if I'm in front of three people, my voice would crack. It's just introducing myself and even a small group, that's how introverted and, and shy I was. Um, and so much so, people don't believe me now. But when, uh, so this started like, even in grade school, I wouldn't raise my hand, even if I knew the answers. I don't know if any of you can relate, where you maybe want to speak up, you have a great idea, you think it's brilliant, but you don't say it because you're worried maybe about judgment, fear of maybe being wrong, maybe people laughing or making fun of you. So I had that from the time I was, I was young, that carried through into my adult life. And I was, uh, just to show you how bad it was, I was the best man at my best friend's wedding. And from the time he asked me, I wasn't excited because the first thing that I thought of was, dang, I'm gonna have to give the speech, right? I have to give the toast. So that whole year, year and a half, that was all I was thinking about was I gotta give the speech. And I was nervous the whole time. So even at the reception, the time came up, I went through over a year of like just anguish of thinking about what I'm gonna say. That moment comes in front of about 600 of their guests at the wedding and I didn't stand up. So his cousin had to stand up and, and give the toast and give the speech. Now I share that just to show the person that I was back then. And for many people that are watching, listening, uh, you realize that you've gone yourself through some kind of transformation, some kind of hardships, challenges, but that becomes your path. That becomes the, the key to helping unleash other people in whatever you choose to do. So for me, uh, being so shy, introverted and not really having any circles of friends, um, it really was a big transformation to go into the business world, have to meet people, have to build connections, have to build trust. And I didn't have any clue of how to really connect with people. And so when I first started going out, I was initially trying to just get leads and, and be able to meet people so I could generate leads and, and follow up with them and call them and, and put them on a list and, and all that kind of stuff. And just felt unnatural to me. I felt awkward and I didn't even want to do business anymore because it was just wear me down. And then I, I ran across networking and I saw something different. I saw some potential. I saw people that would just build relationships and other people would come to them. And I was like, I was at an event and I remember one person that had multiple people coming to him at the same event, ask him, hey, you know, I met this person. I want to know if you could help them. They're like, yeah, sure. Give me their business card. I'll, I'll give them a call. A little bit later, that same event, another person comes up to him and says, you know, hey, uh, here's the situation. I ran across this person. I want to see if you can uh, help them. Yeah, sure. I can help now. Give me, give me your number. I'll give them a call. And I was thinking to myself, because I was still like massively like prospecting like crazy. I said, 
I could probably close a lot more sales if people were coming to me that it looks so easy. It's like almost a hundred percent close rate. If you have somebody coming to you, I mean, as long as they have the money and they need your service, it's, it's done. You don't have to go through all the, the, the funnel steps. If they're already like almost at the bottom of the funnel where they, they already have the trust. So I said, how do we do that? And it was a challenge to learn how to do that. So as I got better, I just started coaching and helping people initially to uh, avoid their fears and anxieties and to overcome that. And then eventually just helping them through to actually becoming amazing connectors in the community to where people wanted to, to meet with them. So it just changed the whole dynamic. So that's kind of like the transition from me being shy, introverted. I shared a story of uh, how shy and introverted I was from the time I was a child and, and early childhood all the way through, through uh, my adult life. But it was the decision uh, right around 37 years old uh, that I said, I'm just not going to keep hiding anymore because I, I know that God made me for something more than what I'm doing. And I just can't keep playing small like this. And you know, why do I keep getting these big visions? And I, I can't even talk to three people without my voice cracking. So the networking was a, was a pathway for me to start meeting people. Um, and like I said, initially, the focus was me just generating leads to close sales. Um, it wasn't working very well. I would get some just from sure numbers. But what happened is that as I continued to learn, I said, I think I, I came to a point where I was like, this is, I'm, I don't think I'm doing it right because I'm not feeling good when I'm meeting with people because I'm meeting them for coffee. But the whole time I'm thinking about how do I, how do I do this judo and flip it from them talking to me, being able to share what I do so I can see if they want to be a customer. And um, after a while, I said, you know what, let me just, why are people even here? Why are they even at this event? Why do they even want to meet with me? And I started thinking about the other person and, and thinking about what their goals were and what are they focused on and what's important to them. And I, I started just listening and asking questions and getting to know people. Uh, I became less concerned over me sharing my own uh, products or my own sales pitch. And, and oftentimes I wouldn't even do it. And they would ask me at the very end, you know what, I don't even know what you do. Uh, what is it that you do? Tell me a little bit more. And I would talk for a little like just two, three minutes and they would want to do a follow-up where they say, wow, that sounds really cool. I'd love to learn more. And now they're leaning in. And plus, because they've already shared everything, they're not stuck with all the stuff in their head that they want to say. So it just kind of worked. I didn't realize how brilliant it was, but it was just kind of happening organically that people would share. So they didn't have that anxiety of like, when do I talk? They, they said everything they needed to say. So when I spoke that couple minutes, they were actually leaning in and listening because they had nothing else that they really wanted to share. And I already, I already listened and I already maybe had some, some things for them to, uh, uh, some things of value to where I could introduce them to somebody or introduce them to a group. So, so that really transformed everything. And, and uh, from there we started a, so we started a networking group, started doing the training and we just continued to grow and evolve and develop as time has changed. So that's kind of where, where we are now where we're continuing to expand and grow and uh, we know that we're all in different times. We're on this video chat, which is absolutely awesome that we're in all different parts of town or could be the world. And uh, we can connect with each other just this easily. So um, in a world where we have this access, it's crazy that there's so many people that are still disconnected. And my goal is to be able to help people uh, improve their networking skills so they can grow their businesses. And at the same time, create an amazing uh, connected community where, where we, we live by the philosophy that we, we are all connected. We're all connected in some way, but we are also better together. And the, the value that we have for each other isn't just the products that we sell, but it's actually a lot more than that. It's our personalities, our experiences, and our skills. It's our, it's our, uh, our values. It's, it's all the things that we bring. It's our connections, all the things that we bring to the table over and above what we sell. And it takes all the pressure off when people get that. It takes all the pressure off of them selling something because now they can just focus on a relationship 
And we all know that once you have that relationship, those are the ones that send you the referrals. Those are the ones that become your customers because they already know, like, and trust you. They're not going to compare you to somebody else. They're just going to know you. And so um, that's where we're at today. So uh, any question, I don't want to dominate the time, but anything else I'll, I'll redirect and anywhere uh, I could be of value today. Patty. Um, one of the things that you said that I really, really love is that I feel like I agree with you that when you let the other person talk first, they do download all that. So now they're not thinking about just what you said. But then really the other side of that is that when you let them do that, they actually talk about the problem they have so that you actually know if you have a solution to help them. And sometimes they just give you all the information that you actually need that when you're having that conversation back to them, that now you actually know where to go with the conversation. It's a much more productive conversation. So I love that. And I agree with you hundred percent. Yep. Thanks for bringing that up because it, it, it makes it from, uh, from doing a sale to just providing a service or helping with exactly what they need. Cause I, I ran across that in the beginning. Cause I would do like a 45 minute. If you sat down with coffee early on in my career, uh, I feel bad for you because you would have said, no, uh, but you, you'd be, uh, I mean, my presentation was like 45 minutes that, I mean, I don't know, some people still have like 45 minute presentations and really you don't need that much time. If you know somebody's need and you could provide for that, you really just need a few minutes and some trust. And that's all it takes to be able to convert them into a sale, but it's, it's, it's just a different way of looking at it. It's not even like a sale anymore. You're just, you're just helping with something that they need. And then not only that, but I think to take it the next step is that when you listen to them, you may find out that while you're listening that they actually don't need you. And so thus now you have the opportunity to introduce them to somebody that can help them. And so you're really being of service, even when it's not about you. It's about serving somebody else or two people in this case. So I love that. I always like to let the other person go first. <laughs> yeah. And it changes it to where when, when that's your mindset, it takes, there's like zero pressure. Like there is zero, there's like no ulterior motive. It's like, let me just truly get to know them. And you could really uh, actually give that introduction. Like I said, it's not just the product you sell, but it's also your connections, your relationships, all the other stuff that, that you bring to the table. And, and guess what? When, when, it, when I started, it was hard for me to get an appointment because people kind of felt like maybe I was going to um, do a sales presentation. I don't know where I got that idea from. But um, the other thing is, <laughs> the other thing is like, if I did a sales presentation, here's kind of like the downside that some people don't realize. If I did a sales presentation, what are we going to do afterwards? What do we do after a sales presentation? What do we have to do? Go ahead. Somebody jump out. What do we have to do? Starts with the letter F. No, just sit there and let your skin crawl and just just wait for someone to do something entertaining. Yeah, I'd lose it. I'd lose it. Okay, but after the presentation, what do we have to do as being in the business world? You got to follow up. Okay, we network. Got to sell. You got to network. So that's what they say, fortunes and faults. So we got to follow up. That's something that we have to do, right? Or, uh, and so, but here's the thing though, is like, if, if I, uh, so I see Jonathan, just, so you just share that. So let's say I just share something with you and I follow up with you and I say, hey, Jonathan, I just want to see if you're interested in my products and see where we want to go from here. And you ghost me because you're busy and you had a million other emails and mine wasn't high on the party and you don't like rejecting people. So you felt it was better to just disappear on me, right? You don't want oh to- Oh my God, he knows me so well. <laughs> oh my God, Chris, oh my God. You don't want to Stop hurt Stop monitoring my, my inbox, stop it. <laughs> you don't want to hurt my feelings. You don't want to say no. So you just don't respond. Now I see Jonathan at an event. What do you think Jonathan's going to do? Is he going to come run and give me a hug? Hey, Chris, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you in a long time. Or is he going to pretend like he didn't see me and talk to- 
Chris or Tucker, Patty, Rachel, anybody else but Chris, I'm across. So I felt like the more I was doing this, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of creating a barrier in the relationship. Not, it's not like really I did something bad by following up with Jonathan. That's what I was supposed to do as a sales professional. I got to crank through the numbers. But when we, we change it from cranking through numbers to building community, it's different. So instead of me following with Jonathan, following with Tucker, Patty, Rachel, ever, you know, I'm, I'm doing that like 50 times a day. That can be, that can, that can wear you out. And after a while, you don't want to do it anymore. And you want to look for a different career. You just chalk, clock in and out and collect a paycheck without determining, you know, if, if somebody has to, to convert or buy. But what happens that, so that was causing more uh, distance in the relationship. I said, what if we just change it? So what if I get to know Jonathan, we have this kind of conversation where we just get to know each other. There's no pitch, but now he knows what I do in the last couple of minutes. He knows what I do. He knows what I, I do coaching or we do what we expanded. Now we do virtual events. We have our networking group. So he finds out all these things about me. And the only key now is to how do I stay top of mind with Jonathan? So I don't have to keep closing Jonathan because when we network, it's like a reverse funnel. So the traditional sales, it's like a funnel. We've all seen the funnel start with like a hundred people. And then you have maybe 50 that'll look at your message. And then we kind of narrow it down. But when we do networking properly, it's a reverse funnel. So as I get to know Jonathan, it, it, I meet one person, but it opens up my potential to the hundreds of people that Jonathan knows. So he knows what I do. He knows I do virtual events, knows I have a networking group. So anyone he runs across in town that has, uh, you know, they want to grow their business, say, hey, you know, you should go to Chris's group. I heard it's really good. I went to one of them and actually enjoyed that. It was my first time there. Or I know they do great virtual events. They do things for nonprofits, all kinds of cool. So now Jonathan is my ambassador out in the marketplace. And guess what? When we see each other across the room, now we do do the hug if it's not COVID time. Like, hey, Jonathan, what's up, man? Good to see you again. Yeah, you know. And so imagine you do that enough times and what other people see, whether it's in person or virtually, they see a crowd around you. They see people coming to you. They see activity. They see energy and they want to be part of it like i don't know what it is about jonathan but i want to i think i should hang out with that guy i think i should meet that person i don't know what it is about rachel but i, I see people always engaging with her i think i should know that person as opposed to whether it's socially like you put a post nobody comments or likes or you put a post and a hundred people comment and like which person do you want to connect with so it's just like something happens in our subconscious where now now you're attracting people and, and building a community at the same time. So if you're looking to build a business, build, build, increase your sales, it's a different way of going about it, but it all starts with, with the mindset and then getting with, around with other people that, that do the same thing and just continue to, to, to grow. So now you're creating reverse funnels everywhere that this community right here is continuing to grow and flourish because if any of us grows, everyone grows. If I meet 10 people today, all of your networks just grew by 10. If you met 100 people this month, my network would be by 100 because I'm just connected with Nicole. So if that makes sense, that's how you turn, turn this into a, an actual community. Now, when you have that community, who wouldn't want to be part of that community? I just wanted to jump in a real quick about something you said at the very beginning that I really like. And I think I don't, I don't think I'm the only person on this call a little surprised when you introduced and talked about how you're an introvert and you're an introvert by nature. But I, as you talked more about your process and the way that you relate to people, like it does, it does make so much sense. And I think what you've done is you've done, you've, you've done such a great job of explaining how somebody who is introverted has confidence in their ideas, right? My big, my big thing is like, it's one thing to have confidence in your ideas and say, oh, I know the answer to this question. I could raise my hand. I could get this right. But there's a big difference between knowing that and feeling confident in sharing that with others and feeling confident in wanting to kind of 
right, put it out there and let other people absorb it and have their way with it. And I, I really enjoy the way that you framed these interactions and these ways of, of uh, uh, having, you know, sales conversations with people as it's so much less about, I want something from you, you know, the follow-up, that's the thing with the follow-up from the email is you just go, okay, so we had our fun and now I'm going to tell you what I want from you. And you just go, oh, you, that's kind of, you kind of killed the romance a little bit, <laughs> but you've, you phrased it so much more in the way of, it's like, I want to build something with you. I want to work with you to create this thing, to help you get to where you want to go. And I think that is something that someone who is, I'm, more extroverted by when it comes to being in the office setting, but like I get my energy alone. I don't get my energy by being out around people. And I have my, my, the best conversations I have are the one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I feel like those are where you can make the deepest connections. And I really, I really love the way that you, you just have framed this way of thinking and this way of talking to people, because I find it to be so accessible to entrepreneurs who might be in that pit situation where they go, I have that in me. Like I have this in me to do this. I just haven't done it yet. Or I don't have the tools or uh, the, the, the blueprint to figure out how I can go about and do it. And I think you've really laid it out incredibly well. I, I, I took notes during that. I took notes during that. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's a, another good point. So when you share about introvert, extrovert, or whatever, I, I say whatever you are, go with that. Because I tried for so long to be somebody else. I would see successful salespeople and they said success leaves creative clues. And I try to model and modeling after people is good to a certain extent, but it's better to just be you and, and discover you. So for me, I realized that because I was shy, introverted, and quiet, even during those times when I wouldn't speak up, but I was listening all the time. Mm -hmm. I was evaluating. I had all these things formulating. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I used to my advantage because when I was when, when I would sit with somebody, I would now be able to just listen to them and use that as a skill. So somebody who's an extrovert and somebody who's a conversationalist, they would be great at talking, but if they can catch themselves and say, well, is the other person having fun or am I having fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if, you, totally. if you're aware of yourself and aware of the other person, then you can kind of feel that need. So if I'm with somebody that loves to talk, I'll let them talk and they think I'm a great conversationalist. I didn't say anything, but they love me, you know? And, <laughs> and somebody who doesn't like to talk, maybe they want you to fill the void a little bit or maybe ask them questions or direct. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been doing this for? Where do you live? What got you to move from Vegas to Columbus, Ohio, and, you know, so asking them questions, so now it's guided, maybe they naturally wouldn't come out with all this stuff, but everyone does love to talk about themselves yeah. when you guide it and direct it, maybe they don't just, bleh, and, you know, go with everything at once, but, but if you guide it and are genuinely, you know, interested, uh, that makes a, a huge difference. I got Patty, jump in. I love the way you're talking about that awareness, because I think a lot of times people assume that whatever you are or whatever they think right that's what you are because like i know for me it's so funny to me that people will say oh my gosh patty is such an extrovert like i bet you if i asked adam that he'd say oh yeah you're definitely an extrovert right but the thing is it's a learned skill like you know it's a skill that i know that when i go into a room i flip the switch and i'm on but then i know that for me that when i'm done I now need quiet time to refill my pitcher, so to speak, right? You know, and stuff. So I can walk in a room and know, oh, this is what I'm going to do and be totally on. And you would think, oh, I'm just a, you know, social butterfly. And I am when I'm there, but when I'm done. So people would assume, oh, well, then that's how I should deal with her and everything. And that's actually 
not true, right? So that's why I think that people really need to be better at cues. And that's why I love that framing too. And not just assume that if you see them, that that's exactly how they are, because that may not actually be accurate. Yeah, that's a good point that, you know. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into Chris, like you sharing your story is so valuable to so many people, because I think a lot of people, there's a lot of people introverted, you know, and and they don't say anything. And just your story of how you developed your, you know, your communication skills is so valuable. And so many people need to listen to this because there's a lot of people out there that are probably in the position you were previously of like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to say this. Um, and just how you evolved conversations, I think is really cool. I, you know, I would love to sit and like just chat with you over coffee or something. Um, but to Patty's point, Patty just made a really, really important point too, is that people assume things about us, right? When, when they meet us, they assume. And one of the biggest things is about this, you know, ability to be social in certain situations and, and conversational. And one of the things that I learned um, about 10 years ago in my career, I took a class called Speaking to the Big Dogs. So it was about communication to really executives and companies. And one of the things that I took out of that was most executives or a lot of even top, top level executives that run companies of 100,000 people who are introverts. And what they end up doing is they, they have a lot of coaching and they practice, they practice, practice, practice. So if they get up on stage in front of say 10,000 people or something like that, they've practiced a lot to get there because it's not a natural thing for them. And the other thing is to your point, Patty, about walking into a room, they do flip a switch. And, but when they're done, they need to go and like get away from it and, and get their, you know, their energy back, their mojo back, right? Um, and a lot of people don't realize that because that's kind of a, a hidden thing. And, and a lot of people don't talk about it. So I appreciate you sharing all of that, Chris, because I think that's really valuable. Awesome, thank you. Um, let's hear from Chris and Nicole. Wow. <laughs> I about being introverted and just kind of sitting here listening, taking it all in. Um, well, first of all, I'm loving everything that you're saying. And my brain has not been able to articulate the question that I wanted to ask yet, which is why I was kind of still soaking it all up. Uh, but I'm thinking more along the lines of, so how do you help guide the entrepreneurs or what advice would you have for those who kind of like you said are just by nature they're introverted but when they start talking about something they love they can go on and on and on because that's me but when you're trying to in this covid world create a networking event and gather people together to share your passion or your vision and network with one another and bring community together and you're doing it online, but you're introverted. Like, how are you getting out there? How would you help people get out there to, I don't know, raise awareness or, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I think there's a, a couple of things there. One is meeting people. The other one is, you know, how do you, <clears throat> I guess as a, I guess as an introvert, um, share that or share what you're doing? Is that what you ask? 
I, I guess, yeah, like with, with your unknown audience, how do you really get out there and be vulnerable to network and meet other people? Yeah, so I'll answer that with an example. I had somebody ask me one time, it said, uh, they, they asked me what I did. And I said, we, we run networking groups and events and things like that. It's like, well, I hate networking. Um, you know, what's a tip that you would share with somebody that doesn't like networking? And I said, well, it, it all depends on the way you look at it. If you look at it, something you hate, why do you hate it? First of all, what's your impression of it? What's your experience of it? Um, and that might lead them to think if they're thinking they're going to get pitched by 20 people at the end of an event, then of course, I wouldn't like it either. I don't think anyone would, would like that. If they end up on a mailing list 20 times, I don't think they would like that. But when you look at it, I said, you know, well, when we get to know people, I shared what I shared earlier today. Um, and I said, I would just ask questions and, and not worry about the pitch. Because the pitch, here's the thing, it's like with the pitch is important. Yeah, but most people aren't listening. And what's the, you can give the best perfect pitch that you rehearse and people aren't listening anyway. So my advice was to just listen to other people, take all the pressure off, forget about the sale because it's probably not happening anyway. I looked at the numbers. I was like, I'm not making sales doing what I'm doing. I have to face that hard reality that whatever I'm doing, it's not working because I'm not, I'm talking to a lot of people and not getting a lot of sales. And so I said, why don't we just build community up and building community is a little at a time. Now, as far as size of events, like there's seven of us here on this on this video on this Zoom. There's probably other people. It could be dozens. It could be hundreds. It could be thousands of people that could be watching this at some point in the in the recording. And as an organizer, it feeds the organizer's ego to have 700 people on a Zoom versus seven. But it was a big eye opener for me to realize that serving the seven is sometimes easier and more fun and more fulfilling and more impactful than doing the 700 because there's not that tight connection. And 700 on this thing, not everyone would have a chance to speak. Not everyone would feel important. Not everyone would feel validated and, and like they were heard. And so we use what we have. So in this day of COVID of like, do we have a big event? Do we have a small event? We're not sure. Is it three people? Is it 300 people? I don't, I don't know. So that changes. But when I, when I switched and realized it's just about the people here, Let's say we invited hundreds or thousands of people to this video, to this, to this chat, right? We had invited thousands of people and we had seven people show up and we're disappointed because of the hundreds or thousands that didn't show up. I stopped looking at it like that and I started realizing, and, and it was hard at first. Like I would invite, I would spend all kinds. I remember one of my earlier events had six people at the event. So we fit literally at a small table of six people. And I felt bad because I thought I had let everyone down. I told everyone's gonna be a great networking event. And only six of us were looking around at each other and like, this, this is it, you know? But then my mindset had already shifted at that point. So I remembered, even though it was something that wasn't natural for me, I had to shift and consciously switch and say, you know what, all that matters is the people that showed up here. So instead of the big uh, loud event, we all sat around the table and instead of doing a 30 second or a 60 second intro, we went around the table. I had them do like a couple minutes to share what they do. And then we did another round and I had them share something personal. And then I went another round and I put them on the hot seat and say, everyone gets to ask you any question they want. And guess what? The connections made at that event was like amazing. They left thinking it was the best event. But again, as far as like numbers, things like that, COVID, uh, the size of the event isn't important. What's important is that you're at the event. What's important that you make some great connections and that you serve somebody else. And sometimes it's just making them feel comfortable with being there. It's making them feel like they're important 
because it's true, it's genuine. I truly believe that everyone has value and everyone brings value, but so many people play small because they worry about how other people think about them. But guess what? Other people still worry about thinking about themselves. They do not think about you. You can wear two different color shoes. And I bet you, unless you brought it out, most people through the day would not even have noticed that you wore two different color shoes unless you pointed it out. But that's how our mindset works. We're so worried about what we're doing. And it's the other people's not experience is different from, from what we're thinking. So as far as like, how do you grow network? How do you, you know, even as an introvert, I would say to get out there, serve within your, your with whatever you're gifted with. If you're gifted with, you know, with, with being able to listen, or if you're gifted with the ability to speak and make people feel awesome, make them feel good, or just be there for them, that might be more than they've ever gotten. You know, maybe they, they go home and, and they don't, they don't have a good life and just listening to them is enough. And you didn't talk about any business. But later on, you stay connected on social. That's a whole different, you know, uh, level to it. So staying connected on social. And some of you, I know, I think Nicole, Rachel, we kind of connect on social already. So doing that, now we stay in touch on a, on a regular basis to where we're top of mind. That even if we didn't get to know each other very well in, in today or in our first meeting, whatever it is, we're in touch now in the future. We can always send a message. Hey, you know what? I've been in touch with you for like three months and following and love what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we haven't had a chance for a one-to-one. Do you want to meet for a one-to-one sometime? Meet for coffee, meet for a 15-minute call or a Zoom. Now you build that connection relationship. Now you do that. Every time you show up, you're, you're potentially going to get the referral from somebody that day because staying top of mind. Uh, Patty, you got your hand up. Go for it. I know I just can't help myself. <laughs> so you said something that I think is super inter interesting and important. And then Nicole said something that just made me touch on something is a lot of times when people go to networking and they're introverted or whatever it's not always the same thing so sometimes people will talk they just don't like to start conversation right you know it's like like you'll have a conversation with somebody if somebody came to you but you're just not going to start conversation and so i always like to tell people that if that is the case like for a guy, it'd be a tie, but for a girl, I mean, just wear a cute pair of shoes, a purse, or like some statement necklace. And literally it, people will come over to you. And I can't even tell you how many conversations for me have started over. Oh my gosh, those are such cute shoes. And like now, like you get into a conversation. So if a lot of times it can just be something as simple as that, but then to Chris's point, it never is about how many people that are in the room because really that's an, an ability to be able to even deep dive. You know, you can actually go deeper and really build that relationship. And I learned that early on. And I think that has actually really helped me because I even tell people in my programs, like group programs, and we, and I tell them we have office hours and I'll literally say to them, you know what, sometimes you're going to come to that and there's going to be 20 people and you're going to get your questions answered. And sometimes it's only going to be you and there might only be somebody else. And then it gets to be all about you. So they love that, like, you know, because you never know. So I think that whether there's a lot of people there or there's not a lot of people there, it's really all about the relationship you're building. And it, it may change the dynamic a little bit about the conversation, but the conversation is still there. And I always believe that whoever shows up, that's who is supposed to be there. Yeah, 100%. And to your point, uh, there was one event that I went to early on, and it was probably the worst event I'd ever been to because the organizer didn't really control the flow. So certain people would dominate for like 25 minutes and just go, I'm like, oh my goodness, we've been here an hour and a half and we haven't had a chance to meet anyone. And 
we're looking at like they had no they couldn't read social they couldn't read that we're all looking at our clock like this and watches and and couldn't pick up on it so worst organized event i'd ever been to um, but i was already committed i'm already halfway through i'm like if i go home now i made no connections and i still got dressed and came out here and all that stuff so let me just stay I ended up staying and then uh, we survived two and a half hours of disorganization uh, we're making eye contact with the other people that are also equally frustrated. Uh, but after the event, I was able to connect with these equally frustrated people and have some great conversations. So I went home with still some amazing uh, connections as a result of that. So my point with that is, is that, you know, again, it's, it's not about the event, it's the people that you meet there. So even a poorly organized event, forget about the disorganization, focus on the people that also came with you and you could still connect with them. And you go home with a handful of connections that are solid, and, and you're, you're gold. Uh, Chris, we haven't heard from you yet. Well, first off, Chris, everyone loves to hear their own name. So congratulations, Chris, on an excellent presentation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're all human beings. No matter what, all human beings need to have personal interconnections with others. And as you said, make it personal. If you're an introvert and you're trying to meet someone new or you're trying to talk with someone new you have to make it personal get to know the person a little bit even if it's just a two or three minute question one of the best networking event tips i ever had or phrases that i ever had come up to me and i think you've hit the nail on the head with this is tell me a little bit about you and your family not what you do for a living tell me a little bit about you and your family and what's something special about you? That's good. And with that, people tend to realize that they're talking to another human being. They're not talking to another object. And they get to actually be more connected to one another. And I think that, that really helps. You had an excellent presentation. Thank you very much for sharing and a lot of great tips and pointers. Thank you. And that's what Chris said about that personal. Guess what? We don't connect with each other because of the field that we're in. We connect with each other because we find something in common. So even in the course of, of my intro, and as you, you do this as well, you'll find you, it's a lot easier to make connections. I'll if you look back at what I shared in my introduction, I, I shared some vulnerability that I was shy introverted. I shared that I had, had to overcome that. I shared that I was from Southern California lived in Vegas for a few years or several years and then moved to Columbus, Ohio. So you can see there's already multiple connection points in a very short amount of time. So even in my intro, I could have added, I've been married to my wife for uh, 23 years, been together 33 years. We have two grown kids. My son's 21, my daughter's 19. I got a cat, I got a couple of uh, saltwater fish. So I got some hermit crabs. You know, I mean, look how fast that is, but there's so many potential hooks that we can, any one of us can probably start a conversation in that, like 30 seconds, but any one of us have a hook that we can say, oh, tell me about these hermit crabs. That's kind of like crazy. Yeah, like, what, is it? What, is it? what do they do and why? That's do what I'm sitting here wondering everything to know about these hermit crabs. I'm yeah. so curious to know more, but I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes on YouTube after this, just learning about them. I'll, I'll create a course on, on hermit crabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But see, that's, that's kind of like some of the things. So like what Chris said about learning about their personal, like that's where the connection is made. There's times where we, in, at our events, we'll intentionally say, okay, you can't talk about business. 
You can only talk about some fun fact or something about you that's personal, anything besides business, where you travel, something you went to, something about your family, something about anything, where you live, where you want to live, anything besides business. And then guess what? Just by reversing the order, by the time it gets to business, they're already interested in what you do because of you as a person. They actually care about what you do, where before they're tuned out, now they're tuned in because they know you as a person first. So great point, Chris, that you get to know the people first. Nicole, I saw your hands up also. Introverts coming alive, let's go. <laughs> um, I just wanted to thank you. This was really valuable to me because, um, so I haven't shared my story with anyone other than Adam at this point, but I love to help others. I love to be that listener and that encourager. So I'm very new to this business entrepreneurial world. I'm just like a lover and a giver and there's not a whole lot of financial return on the investment of time, but there's a lot of fulfillment and that's what I love. And I'm coming from a, back, a background of education and I'm, I'm listening to all of this and I've told my students for years, knowing your weakness is a strength because then we adapt and we overcome. And as I was sitting here thinking, well, how am I ever gonna pull together all these people to, to let them know what I'm up to and what I'm doing? I don't really think that that should be at the forefront of my mind. And this was very validating because it helps to remind me that I don't need to reach a hundred. I can start with just one and that's just as important. So thank you. Yep, absolutely. What is good? You can go deeper with one than with a hundred. You can have, um, I don't know if you ever seen like sometimes celebrities, they get depressed because they have millions of fans, but still feel alone. Um, I would rather have a smaller, tighter circle and group of people that really get you and, and want to support and help you than a, a bunch of people that really don't know who you are anyway. And um, yeah, I, I think this is, this is awesome. Um, Adam, what you got? Yeah, so I have so much that I want to say. I've just been quietly listening. Everybody that's on the call today, thank you so much for your conversation. Patty, Nicole, Chris, Rachel's gone, Jonathan. Thank you guys just for committing to be part of the conversation. And there's some things I want to touch on. We talked about people being in a room, turning on the switch and turning it back off. Well, people are creatures of comfort and habit, right? We find something that's comfortable for us first. It's often how we find our jobs and our careers because we land in them. We always fall into our careers, right? And then we evolve from there. And if we find that that habit that sticks with us makes us capable. And I feel like that's what community does, right? You take a kid to a playground, they love the same playground every time. Take them to a new one, they're excited about it, but usually they wanna go back to their playground. That's just where they're feeling comfortable and it's, it's just their habit. And it's the same thing in business. And I have watched Chris host event over event and have these community networking events and coaching where people come in and they just feel, they feel protected and respected, first of all, which is amazing because that's what a community should do. And it allows people to feel capable of having that, that new habit, that new availability. You know, I just, I just love the fact that that's how you've built your communities, Chris. You started with coaching, you've empowered people to really tell each other stories and you've protected the relationship so that they can feel part of a community and they can tell their story and their, their, community members can tell their stories. So I think that's very positive and very powerful. None of us want to be bounty hunters. We don't want to be searching for those witness protection <laughs> people that just disappeared on us, right? Because it's it's alarming to us that we're doing something wrong. So I think having the community feel in the way that you're approaching it 
it's just, it's so tangible. It's so real. It's so respected. And I just, I appreciate you for everything you've shared today. Yep. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Appreciate your friendship. Yeah. Thank you for opening up your world. If there's, you know, no more questions or any kudos that anybody wants to offer, I'd love to be respectful of everybody's time. We're at the end of our hour. Um, does anybody have any last minute questions for Chris before we let him go? Awesome. And you've answered it all, Chris. <laughs> so where can people go, first of all, to connect with you in the most, you know, considerate or the most impactful fashion, Chris, where, where can they go for you? Um, just go to chrisborha.com is my website. You also connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. Uh, so go ahead and join. And uh, if you want to follow my fish tank, I have an Instagram page. I don't have one for the hermit crabs yet, but I'll work on that. Um, so we can have a page for them as well. But um, yeah, so just connect with me on social, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'd love to stay in touch with you. Um, I, look, I, I, just, I just love bringing more people together because I know each of us has different circles that we're around. And, and by bringing them together, again, it's that whole reverse funnel. So I just love to continue to stay in touch with you all and, and uh, be able to grow together. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. It was a great conversation. Thank you to the members here today for uh, respecting the environment and being part of the conversation. We appreciate you.